What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mongols Podcast, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm Mike. With me is Kev, Josh, Lar, Ellen, and Justin. It is a full house, and we're going to recap all the news and happenings this weekend as we prepare for the Hounds' first game of the 2019 season. Let's go! Can you believe that, guys? No, I mean, that, that is no, the craziest sequence of events we've seen in, all, in quite a period of time. In the top right corner, gentlemen. Out to the middle, back to Hey gang! Hello. What's Hi, up? Mike. How's it going? I'm all pumped up now after that intro. Yeah, yeah really. really so pumped. It, Let's go. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Although the intro needs a little bit of the updating, I would it, say. Uh, okay. You know what? <laughs> next week. Next week. Brace yourselves. We'll have a new intro next week. And uh, some people who may not want to be on the intro are now going to be on the intro. So it's going to be a good time. <laughs> Actually, if you want to be in the intro, send in audio clips. <laughs> yeah, uh, make more work for Mike. This is, this is you never know. True. This is very true. We're gonna start getting clips from Toby. He's just gonna like send us little audio files. <laughs> Put me in the intro. Hugh calls in. Like, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that makes me sad. Yeah. Tear. Um, that's all right. They did well. No, they didn't play this weekend. Um, anyway, first big news. I shouldn't say big news, but. Happy birthday to the Hounds. Justin, you pointed out, I guess, on Instagram, it's their the official birth date was March 11th, 1999. So we are actually recording on the Hounds' oh, 20th, 20th birthday. It's officially the 20th birthday. Wow. Happy we totally birthday, planned Hounds. This. We totally planned this. Yeah. So actually, that's awesome. so I did, while we were doing the intro and stuff, I did check. It's actually 1998. So I think this was the day that the club was actually like incorporated or whatever that actually... <laughs> means like when they announce that a club is existing so i think it's actually 1998 yeah it's it your is, 21st though. birthday it's weird because it's, it's the first season they played yeah they, their first season was next year but yeah us isl commissioner awarded professional a league soccer franchise to paul heasley alliance soccer resources the first professional soccer team in pittsburgh in 30 years Woo! Uh, yeah in 1998 so happy birthday, hounds! And you know, what a better way to get ready for this week? I'm so freaking pumped. Let's uh, let's talk about everything that's happened here because there's been a ton that went on this past weekend specifically. Um, I guess we'll start on the down note. Unfortunately, so the hounds had their last preseason match of the off season. We said they're playing a Canadian team. It's a gimme. Uh, they ended up losing three to one to TFC two. Um, so not only is it a Canadian team, it's a League One team. Um, looking at the starting lineup, you know, it felt like this was sort of the, the dry run. You know, we basically had Kyle Morton in goal, Ryan James, Toby, Joe Greenspan, and Jordan Dover across the back line. And I mean, looking at that on paper, good Jesus, like that, that's a pretty <laughs> good defense. And then we had mid Dabo, Forbes, Tommy V and Kerr. And then at top, we had Valeski and Dos Santos. So running out of four, four, two. And we still ended up losing three to one. Dos Santos got the goal. I, Justin, I, I made the comment that I was kind of nervous, and you sort of followed up with, "It's preseason, nothing counts." But are you at all nervous? <laughs> no, I I'm not nervous at all. I mean, it's preseason, and I think even though we're putting out that starting eleven, I mean, I think all those guys are looking forward to next week, and they're thinking about next week. They're thinking about Saturday. I don't think they're. 
I don't think they're going to get up to play a game against, you know, TFC two, who is now a league one team when Tampa Bay is coming up next Saturday. I think it's really hard. I think it's really hard in that last preseason to get up to play a game. Um, so I don't know. I'm not nervous. Laura Ellen, you were at the game, correct? Yes. What did you like? How were you feeling seeing them play? Well, to be honest, I really was focused on the first half of the game because the second half of the game, I was so irritated that we were losing that I just stopped paying attention and started eating French fries, um, (laughs) which seems like a normal coping mechanism. But um, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's really hard to say. I mean, I think, you know, I I think Justin's right, you know, to a degree. But I also think, you know, this is you know, kind of the opportunity to confirm your spot in the starting 11, uh, you know, and that's, you know, that's not to say that, you know, your, you know, their uh, individual players performance on Saturday was the make or break for the starting 11, right? We have a whole week of practice coming up. Um, but I, I don't know, like, you know, there was the big event afterwards. So, you know, I would hope that they wanted, you know, there, and there was like a good number of people there, um, I don't, so I don't know. I mean, it, does it make me nervous? No. Do I think they should have won? Yes. Was Lily really upset? Yes. Am I envious at all of the lecture that they have gotten about that game? No. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think, I think there were moments of brilliance and then the rest of it, I, it just felt very flat, which was kind of disappointing. I kind of wanted to see them like really go for it, right? But it was just very flat. Um, And I should say I'm getting over cold, which is why I sound so strange. But anyway, here I am. We appreciate you pushing through it to be here with us this evening. Josh, you were there as well. I don't know how much of the game you were able to catch because it's uh, the Steel Army duties, but uh, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, it caught most of it. I might have snuck away for a little bit to try the new – the new beverage of the the hounds <laughs> um but uh yeah it, it it was a little bit flat it didn't look all that inspiring um it is interesting that uh, about seven of the players played for a, a full 90 um so there was still more substitutions than there would be in a regular game so it's not like it was completely you know for real let's try this uh a couple of the i, I don't think any trialists no, none of the people who are listed as still on trial, um, which I don't know if it's true anymore since the season has started. I'm not sure how that's working out, but they uh, didn't play. It was it was everyone who was signed played, uh, and yeah, it. I mean, it was nice to see DeSantos get another goal. Uh, that makes him uh, four goals and one assist this preseason, which is the most out of everyone. It's pretty interesting. I think it. I mean, it's a little bit weighted because I feel like he got more time than uh, Nico Brett. I feel like. Brett could have been up there as well, but he wasn't playing as much as DeSantis. So, it, overall, it was good to see that, at least. Uh, and I, I do think uh, the festivities afterwards were maybe on some of their minds. And they, they're the ones that had to try out the new kits and all that kind of stuff and the, the meet and greet with the fans. And, yeah. And the, I don't know if this helps any, but uh, they knew that Bob uh, uh, couldn't lecture them after the game because it was a tight schedule. <laughs> So it went directly into the locker room and like there was no on-field talk for 15 minutes. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that, that probably helps a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the other things I, you know, uh, you know, just 
Dos Santos, I I don't know. My for me, the jury is still out on him. I know that he's and I know and like Josh is sitting here shaking his head and I've like heard it from everyone that, you know, has been at the preseason games because I've been saying this the entire preseason. I'm just not entirely convinced that he's going to be that effective this season. I just, I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. I want to be wrong. Truly, I do. But just like what I see on the field, I'm just not convinced that he's really going to be the person and the player and the goal scorer that we need. So um, just forever, for what it's worth, like my future self, I hope my future self is acknowledging how wrong I am. But if my future self is correct, Congratulations for predicting this. <laughs> Kev, when you when you sort of look around, you know, the fact that most of the USL kicked off this weekend and you have games that we'll talk about where, you know, North Carolina beat Louisville 4-1, the Hounds could have played this weekend against the USL team. And I think that's why I'm most nervous. Where are you on all of this? Uh, very similar to everything echoed so far. Um, so wait, I'm the, yeah, I'm the it, only one that's actually nervous here? Yeah, I think I think you are. <laughs> oh, and I think here's the other thing too. I mean, I think the a silver lining here, if you want to find one, is that in a weird way, I think I'd prefer. Um, well, look, I mean, it's all about how you reframe what you're seeing. But in a weird way, you can make the case that this is potentially the best time for the Hounds to lose in the preseason. It's right before the season starts, so it's kind of a wake up call, a jolt to the system. I mean, you know. Louisville got their jolt when points actually mattered. Uh, Indy got their jolt when points actually mattered. Um, so, you know, this could be something where the players kind of wake up, uh, the coaching staff kind of wakes up. And, uh, you know, n- like I said, not that I necessarily think that this is something we need to wake up from, but, um, yeah, no, it, it's, I'm st- you know, like Josh said the other week, unless we're like losing six and L and people get injured, um, this is this is fine. This is more time for them to play together. I mean, I'm, I'm quite. I don't think this is like I, like I'm pretty sure this is the first time all of these starters have played consistently together in the preseason. I mean, so that's a it's a good thing. If anything, I mean they're gelling. Um, that's 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 a that's a run out for them together. So no, I, I'm yeah. I think smooth sailing still going forward. All right. So I guess I'm I'm the minority here. Um, why I just are, you, why say, are you nervous, Mike? I'm nervous because, like I said, if if this was an actual USL match, if we started the season just like everybody else started the season this week, you know, we lost three to one to a League One team that, you know, it, but here, I mean, here's the other look. You you've played sports in your life. Uh, can you can you try to put yourself in your shoes, your younger shoes? Like you felt differently. In an exhibition game. Oh yeah. And so yeah, I mean it's it, it and so the point is it's not a regular season game. Yeah. You know the players didn't treat it like it's a regular season game. It's hard for them to do that, even with Lily yelling at you. Um, so that yeah, I don't know. That'd be my only comfort from it. Okay, that's fair. Um, okay, so nothing to worry about. We're good. We we got. <laughs> that's the consensus. We're moving on. So. Um, so yeah, the Hounds lost three to one, but obviously, like we said, it was the last preseason game. That was the only loss of the preseason. So you know, whatever it's worth, we've said we're not looking at preseason results, even though that's what we've done for the past six weeks. It feels like. Um, Let me throw this question out there: How do you do? You guys think that this is going to be the starting lineup we see against Tampa? I mean, you look at the names. 
I feel like it's going to be pretty close. I think, you know, there might be a few things. I feel like the back line, like, that's our back line. You know, James, Adewale, yeah. Greenspan, over. Yeah. Like, that feels like... I think the only thing, yeah, I mean, maybe the new keeper from Columbus yeah, comes Lungard. in. Um, and but it, who knows? it sounds like Coach is pretty high on Ethan Cutler as well, the midfielder that we just signed this week. Um, he spent some, he split time between New York Red Bulls first team and their second team last year. And it sounds like coach likes his creativity. He just came in to training camp last week and we signed him. So he hasn't been around as a trialist like the other two, which we'll talk about here in a second. So maybe he gets some time and, you know, Velarde came on as a sub as well. And we know the coach is pretty high on him too. So I feel like the midfield is sort of the embarrassment of riches, um, that who knows what we're going to see there. That might be the the one big area that changes game in and game out. So I don't really think we have much of a choice in our starting lineup. I don't know if you guys realize, but uh, we don't have that many players on the roster right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we got twenty. Coach said he wanted to go into camp, or he wanted to go into the season with I think twenty three was what he told us. So we might get three more signings this week between now and and the game this weekend. So uh, so yeah, as we mentioned, we officially got Ben Lungard. Uh, on loan from Columbus. So now we have two keepers on the books. Maybe one of those other three spots will be another keeper, hopefully, considering our history, because um, you can almost bet on somebody's going to get hurt at some point. And then, as we mentioned, Ethan Cutler got signed. He's a midfielder. Um, Dan Rivera uh, is a defender fresh out of college from the University of Vermont. He's been with the team since February. And then Uzo, who's a defender, he previously played with Phoenix Rising. He's also been with the team since February. So you have some more USL experience in there mixed in with some young talent. Um, but yeah, 20 players. So we'll see if we get any more over the course of this week. But uh, yeah, this is our squad. This is what we've been uh, hoping for. Um, you know, based on you know what you guys have seen at some of the preseason matches, I, you know, Laura Allen, I think you mentioned, was it Rivera that you were excited to see? There was somebody that you had mentioned at one point that you were excited to see. Yeah, I'm really excited to see uh, Anthony Velarde um, mm. and just what he can bring and his creativity. Um, yeah, I think I think that's really exciting. I also am glad that we signed this um, other keeper, Lungard, on loan from Columbus. I think that will be some really good competition between the two goalkeepers, which I think is really necessary. And I think that's something that um, you know, especially last season, talking with Coach and talking with Hunter, who's the keeper coach, that that's something that they want to see. And so I think that will really help them improve. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to see Anthony Velarde. Um, I'm also excited to see like if some of these more seasoned, like Ryan James, Christian Velasquez, if some of these more seasoned um, USL players, you know, if you know who, especially the ones who have like played previously with. Lily if when they come back if there's some like magic juice or magic chemistry that you know makes it happen or if it's like well that was a time and a place that has now gone by and we need to figure something else out um so anyway but but I think yeah I'm excited for some of the young players I think um I haven't seen like the the three that we signed this week um I haven't I don't I don't feel like I've seen them enough to have um, an actual opinion, but we signed Anthony Velarde pretty early on. Um, and so it's been good to kind of see him and see him progress over the preseason. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I also, we just have like, you're right. There's like this wealth of, of players in the midfield. And I'm just concerned that, you know, what rotations may look like for that. And if it is like a strict four, four, two, and we are able to play like four of the six of them, 
while now seven with Ethan Cutler, oh no, I guess six, six with Ethan Cutler. If we're playing like four of the six of them every week, that's fine. But if there's some other arrangement where not all, you know, not four of the six of them are able to play, like I just wonder if we're going to have some rotation issues or, you know, is Kerr going to become like a super sub? I don't know. I'm getting into all kinds of conjecture <laughs> that probably isn't beneficial. We, I need to see a couple games. And I'm, I'm ready to see the games. I'm ready to take in the data and make an informed decision rather than just spouting off random things to say. That, that feels like a subtle little plug for soccer better. That's okay. We'll do that. We'll give you a plug for soccer better later. Don't worry. Um, let's let's get through some of this other stuff because then we got a lot of stuff we, we're going to sort of uh, pontificate about here towards the end. Um, kit reveal this weekend. So basically the same home and away kits as we saw last year. The big thing is the third kits, which are white with, I, I have sort of a gold semi-stripe. I originally was going to say semi-gold stripe. That's wrong. They're like stripes that sort of kind of run halfway across the uniform and they're gold. Uh, this seemed to be another place where everybody absolutely loves them. Um, and I was sort of on the fence with them. Josh, you're shaking your head. What, what's your take on the, on the white kits? I mean, I, I didn't think they looked bad, but I have seen a lot of people online saying they're, they're not a fan, the gold doesn't show up. I think it doesn't look as good on screen as it did in person. Because in person, I remember when they first came out, I thought they looked great. Um, but then, yeah, when you see them on uh, just people's phones, like, you know, like the shots they take on their phones, it, it, it's harder to see the yellow, the gold. Um, and I feel like that maybe doesn't come across that well on on camera, so I don't know if they'll look great on stream, especially some of these USL streams that aren't exactly the highest definition. So it might just look like a white kit, uh, which I'm fine with, uh, yeah. But the that that was really like even though that was like the big reveal, I felt like the the yet another new crest was the biggest reveal. <laughs> yeah, which we talked a little bit about on the last episode. We didn't know exactly what it looked like, but we had sort of a rough idea based on some of the Instagram leaks leaks. So basically the new crest that the team is going to be wearing on all of the uniforms all season, it's much more of a three-pointed shield with the Hounds logo in the middle. And then above it, there's a 20 with like a bridge running over the top and then 1999 to 2019 on either side of it. So completely different from the 20th, um, lo 20th year logo that we saw, I guess a few weeks ago that they announced. I, I forget, there was, there was a whole other event to release the 20th logo where it was sort of a two and then the O and the 20 was the Hounds logo. This is completely different. So I don't know if any of us were expecting this. <clears throat> Justin, what's your take on the uh, on the new logo? Because you sort of saw it, I think, right around the same time I did. Yeah, I mean, I really like it. I think it's clean. I mean, it's it definitely has a lot of uh, the elements of what the crest does. Um, and so I like that they included that in kind of an extension of the crest. So I think that that's pretty cool. Um, and I don't, I don't mind it. I mean, it's like, like we said for the 20th anniversary logo a couple weeks ago, I mean, it's a one year thing. They're going to use it this season and then it's going to be done. So I don't, I mean, I'm not going to stand at the roof and be like, oh yeah, I'd want that on our jerseys for the next 20 years. Um, but for a year this season, I think it'll be really cool to have that on, on those jerseys. Kev of the three jerseys, which one would you buy if you were buying one? I see. I actually really like the white one. Um, I think the yellow, I think it's really hard to do something that is unique yet still like digestible. And to me, that's what the, that's what the white kits are. Um, 
Yeah, I could, I could totally. I, I, although, I, and I don't know which one of you put it on Instagram. I don't know who was controlling the Instagram that day, but yeah, you, someone put the the blue keeper kit is odd. Oh my gosh, it looks so good. The blue key, the the blue keeper kit looks awesome. Um, I immediately caught my eye on that, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was good. Uh, yeah, and then just as a small little thing on the crest. Yeah, I like it too. But Josh, uh, you kind of ruined it for me because you pointed out to me that it's a crest within a crest within a crest, and that's, and that's all I see now, is just three nested crests, and this seems a little weird. But sorry, yeah. Inception. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I as soon as the gold, so the which ones the the black and white stripes came out first, and then the gray and black like split and now they're they're wearing gray shorts this year which i have some kind of feeling about gray shorts i don't think gray shorts should be allowed but that's beside the point and then the white i was the gonna new say i like third... them but okay continue oh no no and i we will save that conversation for later but anyway um but then and then the new third kits came out with the goalkeepers and that blue oh my goodness i love it but I also love it's like the pink and orange and the it's like a, a pink backdrop and the the stripes are it's the same pattern as the third kit, but the stripes are like an orange and they look so cool. Um, but it was funny because after like they revealed the kits and then they just had all the players do a meet and greet. And so I was talking with some of the players and um, I think like Tommy V was talking with him and I was like, oh, like, which kit do you like best? He was like, oh, I love the white ones. Like, they're so cool. I was like, okay, great. He was like, I do not like the pink goalkeeper one. I was like, really? That's one of my favorites. Yeah. So anyway, he just, he didn't like it, but that's okay. He doesn't have to like it. He doesn't have to wear it. Or maybe he will. Maybe he will. We only have two keepers. <laughs> I don't know. I never, I, I never understood this. This I, I, I kind of have a thing about pink goalkeeper kits or just, or just neon bright goalkeeper kits because didn't they do that psychological study or whatever where it's like you want a keeper to be in like green or like a camo type thing so like the it's harder for the attacking player to see them out of the periphery well like, see i've heard the opposite well i've heard the opposite i've heard that if you like if the keeper is wearing like a bright color it attracts like it like subconsciously attracts the the offensive player and they're more likely to shoot it towards the goalkeeper, but I don't know. Uh, I'll have to saying. do some, yeah, I'll have to do some research on that. Um, I'll do some digging and uh, I'll share what I find. But I always thought it was the opposite, but maybe you're right, Kevin. I could be wrong. No, I, I'm only pulling this from, I, I used to follow the pens a lot more. And I remember when Flurry had his gold pads, people were up in arms about it. Um, <laughs> well, when but, he switched to the white pads, he had gold pads yeah. and then they were, they were saying something about like people could shoot to it. So he switched to white. Or whatever it was. Josh, what, what yeah. do you got? All right. Uh, I kind of wanted to focus a little bit more on this uh, third crest we have going on now. I think it looks good on shirts. I think it looks good. Like, they had some magnets there, some stickers. I think all that looked good. I don't like it on the kits because they're so small. Mm. The badges are tiny. And you can't hardly read the 1999, like, in the middle crest. Um, and the Riverhounds and the Pittsburgh, like... All that gets so muddled, like if you're trying to look at it, that it just looks like a blur. I feel like they should have just stripped out all that and make it just the, the, you know how we have the crest inside the crest? Uh, the, the puppy paw and the soccer ball. Just make it that inside there. Instead of having, 
because right now what really bothers me is it says 1999 to 2019 and then inside that it's 1999 so it literally says 1999 twice for no reason <laughs> so if they could have just kind of stripped all that out and make it really a simplified version of the inside but it's nitpicking it's one year yeah. who cares i mean <laughs> and i do think it looks nice like blown up it does look really cool yeah. and you know to point out too we talked about sort of how last year the hounds worked with adidas and got from what we could see were custom templates and this seems like it's another case where this third kit i've never seen any design like this before on jerseys so kudos to them for getting something unique done yet again whether people love it or hate it you know it's it's breaking the mold a bit so i think it's pretty cool um, the other thing the other thing i like about that third kit is i feel like it ties into the like the home uniforms of the other Pittsburgh teams. So like the pirates white and gold, like it's pretty similar. The Steelers white and gold, um, you know, their gold sleeve stripes on their white jerseys. I feel like those are all similar. So it tie, I feel like it continues the tie in to this, to the Pittsburgh uniform sports look. All right, real quick. I'm going to run the horn. Justin, I'm going to start with you. Cause you talk last. If you could buy one of these, which one are you getting? Oh, the white one for sure. Josh. Can I not be quick? Sorry. I just want <laughs> our home kit. Our home kit. I like. So I'm actually super happy that we have it again this year, and I want it to be kind of a staple. I don't. I'm not saying I don't ever want to see it change, but I want to see a similar black hoops, uh, yellow kit. Like I want that to be our our go-to look. Our our you know, just that that anchor for the the look of the the team because I feel like it's kind of cool to have something and build off that and so i'm super happy to see it back and i'm hoping they don't change it too much next year so if you're buying one are you buying the gold one that's what i'm buying Cav, you're taking the white one um yeah i'm probably taking the white one although i agree with josh i like the gold staple laura allen I will take both of the goalkeeper kits. I was going to say, you're going to take the blue goalkeeper kit or the, the pink I, one? No, kit? I'm taking both of them. Okay, that's fair. I didn't realize the pink one was an option. The pink goalkeeper kit. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's I actually said that. Third. You can't have it. Yeah, there's actually a third uh, goalkeeper kit that wasn't there because we don't have three keepers. Uh, they really? had an uh, image of it downstairs. So there, there's three goalkeeper kits. I can't remember what it looks like for the life of me. I well, then why'd you too, bring it up? Too much of the news. Just <laughs> so you know there is a third goalkeeper kit. We just don't have three goalkeepers. Well, then I would like off. all three of the goalkeeper <laughs> kits. So there you have it. That's our, uh, I won't say our hot take on the kits, but uh, definitely some stuff. Well, to what do about. you want, Mike? What do I yeah. want? Jeez. Um, uh, I, I would probably ah, take geez. the white one as well. Um, I really like the white kits from last year, and I was like waiting. Part of me like wants to buy one of the white kits from last year now, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Are they even on sale? They might be. Yeah, they still have them. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So that's that's the news about the kits. Um, the other big news is that uh, sorry, there's like a battle going on in my house. Um, <laughs> there's that the uh, the new turf is going in today. So we had heard rumors. Lily talked to us about it. I guess Tuffy talked to us about it way back as soon as the season ended. And there were all these rumblings about oh, is the new turf going in? Is it not going in? I know a lot of people were concerned. Is it not? Is it not? And it is. So it's going in starting today. They sort of were waiting for all the preseason's games to play out. New Turf's going in. It will be in place in time for the home opener on the 13th, which is very exciting. And uh, can't wait to see what it looks like. So I have a theory. So what if it's the turf that has been our cause of our goalkeeper woes? And so maybe with the new turf, we'll be okay with just two goalkeepers. Maybe it was the turf itself that was cursed. When we maybe t- we'll see 
Go ahead, Justin. I was just going to say mind blown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, when we talked to Kyle in the off season, I think we sort of brought up the fact, like, you know, it does the turf, like, wear and tear on you, especially as you're diving a lot. And he said it doesn't help at all, for sure. Like, when you have the choice of diving on grass or turf, you take grass every time. So, you know, whether or not we get a new turf, and I don't know how cushy the new turf's going to be. I, who knows? We'll see once it's in there and once we all get to go down there and run around, if we're still allowed to go down there and run around after the game. Um, but, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Would that be something that people would uh, – I'm just curious. if Let's say if we get a super, super nice turf and they really want to keep it in pristine condition, would – would people be upset if, like, maybe they don't let people on the turf as much? Like, maybe not have the kids on the field right after the games? Maybe? Yes, I would be very upset, actually. And I don't think, like, a group of people running around on it for, okay. you know, however many, like, half an hour or 30 minutes is going to make that big of a deal. What I would say, though, about, like, a grass versus turf thing, just from my own playing experience, um, Depending how well-maintained the grass is, like if the grass is poorly maintained, and I think we saw, what game was that? Was that the Harrisburg game? Yes, it was the Harrisburg game. Um, Now, granted, that was a baseball field, but still, um, you know, if the grass is poorly maintained, like you don't want to be diving on that either. You know, if it's really dry, you can like truly hurt yourself. Um, And if it's too wet, you know, then you can, I don't know, I mean, there's pros and cons to every kind of playing surface, unless it's just like pristine grass, which you only get in the top stadiums, um, probably in Europe, probably not even in the U.S. Um, So anyway, that's my two cents. Yeah, that's fair. The other big thing that they announced, well, we still have a few more things we have to get through. So one, Josh, you mentioned it, the new Hounds beer called River Hounds SC. It's going to be sold at the pub and in local stores, which is really exciting. I feel like that's another, like, random place to do some marketing is when people are looking through beers. Oh, there's a River Hounds SC beer. But the big question is, how did it taste? Josh, you you tell us, man. I, I really liked it. It's a lot better, I think, than Golden Hound was. It's a different type of beer. It kind of reminds me of like a, a more full-body yingling with a little bit hoppier of a taste. Um, the SC, kind of clever marketing here, is uh, is Session Copper, or Session Copper, whatever. Um, so uh, it, it's an actual type of beer as well, and that's what the SC stands for. So it's Riverhounds SC uh, for that. And, uh, yeah, they're going to have cans available in stores and at the their two locations in North for sales and also in uh, uh, Lawrenceville. So this is then this is made by the Full Pint Brewing Company, which we'll get yes. to. Yes, okay. which also interesting. I didn't realize this. Golden Hound was essentially just a a generic beer that was already out there that they put the Golden Hound label on. It wasn't actually made for the hounds. Um, so this is the beer actually made for the hounds. Like they went to Full Pint. Uh, Kevin Johnson and a couple other people went there and actually like, like made the mash bill. Like kind of like you know how do you what do you want this? Do you you want see this Kevin like lifting up less? the hops and like sniffing. Yeah, it exactly. And, yeah, yeah it, it, so that's pretty cool that we actually have our own unique beer instead of having a you know generic beer. Yeah, and something I think is um, really cool about that is just because there are so many breweries that are popping up and I mean have been in existence for a while in kind of. Uh, southwestern Pennsylvania. I think it's really awesome that we're finally taking advantage of that. Um, And whether people 
you know, I, I didn't try the beer, but whether people like the beer or not, I think it's really awesome that it's made by a group that's local. It's made by people who are local. Um, and we get to support, you know, the local economy, you know, both ways, right? Like the, the breweries get to support local soccer, which we all are in favor of. And then, um, you know, we as, as soccer fans and as the, you know, local professional soccer team get to support, um, a local brewery, which, so I just think it's like a really cool partnership. Um, I hope that it'd be really cool to see like other partnerships, maybe not necessarily with beer, but in other kinds of ways. Um, and I'm just like saying this off the top of my head, so I don't have any examples, but, um, I think it'd be really cool to have more integration of all the really cool innovations and things that are happening in Pittsburgh. If the Riverhounds can really take advantage of that, um, because I think that can really, you know, make, the river hounds even more ingrained into who Pittsburgh is and what Pittsburgh is becoming and, and where Pittsburgh's come from. You know, I think, I think that's true too. Yeah. There's, there's sort of that whole grassroots level that I think, you know, Columbus experienced a little bit recently where you had a bunch of these biz- local businesses and things that wanted to get involved with the whole save the crew um, movement. And I think that you see a lot of that, I think in Portland as well, where you have a lot of local businesses that are invested in the timbers and you see it a little bit in Seattle, but uh, no, absolutely. I, I agree 100%. If you get more local businesses that are involved at that grassroots level of that partnership of, of mutually benefiting off each other, I think that's just, you know, that's sort of the, the rising tide lifts all ships sort of thing. So I, I think it's really, really good. Um, additionally, they announced the inaugural Hall of Fame class, which I didn't think we were going to get this until later in the season. Maybe I missed something, but yeah. So regardless... They announced there are five initial inductees into the Hall of Fame class. So two former players, Justin Evans and Dave um, Flavius, the founder and former owner, Paul Heasley, the first VP and GM, Dave Casper, and the first head coach, John Kowalski. So um, we were talking a little bit off air. I think it would be really cool if we could have each one of them on over the course of the season and sort of talk about you know what being part of the Hounds meant to them, sort of how the Hounds have changed that they've come along, and, and all of those sorts of things. Josh, I think when we were talking a little while ago, we said you know if you had to pick a few people, who do you think would make this class? And I think you specifically called out Heasley, and you might have called out Kowalski as well. How do you feel about this list? Super happy with this list. I think, uh, especially Justin Evans, uh, seeing his name on this is awesome. He was the first player signed by the Hounds, and he was also a coach of the Hounds uh, later on. And for a little bit, I think he was a player coach for a while. No, yeah, I can't remember that part. But yeah, so he he was both a player and a coach. Um, So he had a huge impact on uh, just the Hounds in general. And he was the coach when they came to Highmark. So, I mean, he, he saw the Highmark thing through and... Um, so it, it's really great to see him on the list and Paul Heasley, obviously, I feel like it was a, a given. I don't see how you do this list without having him be forefront. So yeah. And yeah, Flavius too. That's, that's a great call out. So I'm happy to see the list. Yeah. And I think one of the things that was really cool, um, you know, being at the event for people who were newer or, you know, so for myself, I, you know, I don't know a ton about the Hound's history. I know a little bit about it, but not a lot. And so when they introduced all these um, people, um, they had a video playing that had different, uh, like other members of the River Hounds community talk about like that person. So like when it was Justin Evans' turn, 
you know, they had Justin Evans' name and then they had these like different people talk about his role and what that looked like. And that was really helpful um, to not only like honor each of the people, but also to just give information for new Riverhounds fans, which I think is really important. Like, I think it's so important that as, you know, and this is kind of a broader issue, but specifically for this, like as the Riverhounds continue to grow as an organization, as the fan base continues to grow, just remembering that not everyone knows like the entire 20 year history of the Riverhounds. And so making sure that we, um, you know, give those explanations to make sure that that people are able to stay up to speed and able to know kind of what's going on. And so, you know, new folks don't feel lost because there's nothing worse than like going into a new space and feeling like completely lost and completely like you have no idea what's going on. Um, so anyway, so I thought that was like a really nice touch. And so props to the Riverhounds and, you know, whoever put that together and, and that idea. Like, I think that was just, it was really awesome to see. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I guess, guys, real quick before we move on here to sort of what happened over the course of the week with the rest of the USL and sort of getting to some of our predictions, Laura Ellen and Josh, you guys were both there sort of representing Mongols at the event. Laura Ellen, there were some pictures circulating of you hanging out with some of the guys and having a good time and throwing up some poses with Toby. Give us a, a quick two-minute summary of the event. What'd you think? Okay, great. So I had a really <laughs> wonderful time. Um, so, it, you know, for me, like, I, I mean – you all know, I hope everyone knows, like, I love soccer so much. Um, and I think about it probably more than I should. I should be thinking about my schoolwork. But, you know, I like to think about soccer all day. But anyway, and I also, like, I think a lot about <clears throat> these players as people, right? Like, they're not just what they do on the field, right? You know, and so I just, you know, I went up to... Um, uh, Conardo, who goes by Kenny, which I didn't know. So that's helpful to know. So I, I was talking with Kenny and I, you know, I was like, Oh, like, what have you done? And, you know, I found out he was here all winter long. And I was like, I would have invited you over for dinner. You could have come <laughs> hung out. Right. Wait, like, did, did he correct you? We were like, Conardo. And he's like, it's Kenny. Uh, no, he was just like, Oh, Kenny. I was like, Oh, anyway, but, um, he did, I think he did correct me a little bit, but you know, so, but just thinking like, um, you know, like getting to know these players, what, you know, what questions they have about Pittsburgh or, you know, whatever. So that was really great. And then um, the picture that was um, that shoes took that was circulating online was me talking with uh, Jordan Dover, Tommy V and uh, Christian Valeski. They were just sitting there. And so I just pulled up a chair and just started talking and they were very kind. Um, but um, I had a really great time talking uh, with them. And I think it would be really fun to do some like in-depth interviews with some of them. And so um, I have some ideas. But if listeners, you know, if there's like someone that you want to kind of know about, um, I'm happy to kind of sit down and talk with folks. Um, I also know Jeff from BGF, BGN Written um, is going to do some more uh, player profiles. So last year he did a profile on Joe Greenspan and Tommy V. Um, and so if there are people that uh, we want to see profiles of, uh, for sure, let us know and we'll pass it on. Um, and I also have this really exciting idea. So you can buy referee uniforms on Amazon. <laughs> and I just thought it would be really fun to buy like the full referee uniform with the high socks and the shorts and like the shirt and the cards and the whistle. I mean, I can't use the whistle at the game, obviously, but and then just wear it to games. And that way I can support the referees in making the correct decisions because we know that sometimes it's, it's really hard and they don't make the right decision. The players 
laughed a lot at that idea, but they thought it was a good one. Well, at least that's what they told me. They may just be making fun of me. It's fine. I'm fine with it. I sound really pathetic right now. But anyway, so I think I'm going to do that. I so, think, But I want to hear what other people think as well. I think you should go for it. Do it. Have fun with it. Josh, what was your take on the event? <laughs> it was great to see. I mean, uh, it's it's fun to watch this organization, front office, grow and get more mature and become more professional and just feel like it's 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 the momentum's in the right direction here uh and that's what we saw uh at this event it was really well put together um and i i believe lily even made the comments like you know look what we're doing right now look at this kit reveal have we ever done something like this before like the and kdka was there and like it was it felt like a real event so that just you know kind of is awesome to see and also, I, I like the fact that even though they are getting more professional and they are getting, you know, their stuff together, uh, we're still hanging out with the players afterwards and, like, uh, you know, making jokes. And I'm telling Tommy V, like, hey, do you know the lyrics to the song we sing about you? Here they are. And he's like, oh, that's cool. Because <laughs> like, he, he knew he had a song, but he can't really hear the whole thing. He's a, so, yeah, that kind of stuff. And, like, just being able to interact with the players so it's still small enough where you have that atmosphere on that connection but at the same time seeing them make the right steps to make it into a more professional operation so we're in a sweet spot i mean it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger i hope um it's you know it's gonna be sad when it gets too big to the point where we can't really have the players uh uh all in one spot with us and like kind of just hanging out you guys mentioned that it in in looking at the pictures it looked like there were a ton of people there there could be a point soon where we sort of outgrow the space at Highmark Stadium to do this, which, again, would be a really good thing. But also, you know, it's kind of like, well, you know, I remember when we were there and got to do it. So, <laughs> so yeah. No, that's awesome. And, you know, kudos to everybody for pulling off another great event. Um, like we said, there was a ton of stuff that was announced, a ton of stuff going on. But uh, at the same exact time, there were other teams kicking it around on the field in official league play this this weekend so just a couple quick things around the usl you know kev i think you mentioned st louis beat indy two to one i mentioned north carolina beat louisville four to one and really if you go back and watch that game it was four nothing until late in stoppage time and that was when louisville got their goal so north carolina handedly beat them nashville beat Loden two nothing um should have been three nothing justin i think you messaged me that Maloto should have just like he could have walked it in and he walked it uh-uh. to the side of the net instead it was so sad. I felt so bad. I, I saw the I saw the clip and I'm watching it and I, I just like laughed because I didn't know who it was. I just like, oh look at that. And then I'm like, wait, that's Meloto. Oh no, that's Meloto. Oh <laughs> I feel bad now for laughing so hard. <laughs> yeah. So that was rough. Um but Nashville got the win. And then the game, Josh, I think when we were talking about sort of games to watch, you mentioned you wanted to keep an eye on Tampa and Memphis, because we played Tampa obviously this weekend. Tampa beat Memphis one nothing. But Tampa's goal came in the fourth minute off of PK. Memphis had some chances. Um, it looked like a great atmosphere in Memphis. I know when I was on the 901 Soccer Pod, uh, we were talking about the fact that they play in a baseball stadium. You could kind of tell, but like the atmosphere was still fantastic. It wasn't like watching you know, a game in Louisville where sort of the entire outer wall is just wall and you can't really see any fans. It looked like they put on a good show. I think Tim Howard tweeted out something like 8,000 people showed up, which is, you know, that's good, especially for your first game. Um, so kudos to them for, for putting on a good show. Obviously we played Tampa this weekend, you know, Justin, I guess just sort of looking around the league thoughts on the first week, anything that jumped out at you, or is it just first week action? You sort of take it for what it is. 
Um, I mean, first week, it's a little bit of both. I mean, definitely watching Louisville get handed, um, it like was surprising in one instance, but I think, I mean, you guys talked about it a couple weeks ago. They lose Ranjutsing to Orlando city and they lose Lancaster to Nashville. So like they lose their player, their impact player at both ends of the field. And I think that that affects things. I mean, I think my biggest takeaway a week into USL, but uh, you know, two weeks into MLS is like pro has not gotten any better. And I think it's just like, it is unfortunate that like we're, we're still dealing with this. Cause I'm pretty sure I even saw something about Tampa's PK was like on the verge of like, should have even been a PK. So I think like we're, it's, it's a hard line to toe right now of, of that. But um, yeah, so a little bit both. I mean, I think it was interesting, the results, but I also think that's first week jitters and first week, um, you know, I'm very much a believer as we talked about of like, you don't look at the table till, you know, five, six, seven, ten games in. So I'm not worried about it until then. Yeah, that's fair. And I totally agree. I think it was just, it's interesting, but there's always the first few week jitters and, and we sort of see where things shake out. Um, guys, let's do some, let's, let's have some fun here. Let's do some season predictions about the hounds and about, uh, about the USO in general. Um, I already shared some of my thoughts. John Krasinski did a preview over at PittsburghSoccerNow.com with some of the other writers and, and media people, but I'm really interested in what all of you guys think. So we're going to run through some of these questions and, uh, and sort of get your hot takes. Kev, I'm going to start with you. Who is going to be the top team in the East this season? <laughs> I mean, of course I'm not looking at the agenda, so I wasn't prepared for this question. <laughs> uh, I, I honestly no I, I mean I, I I'll say us I mean because I, I genuinely thought if anything we we're going to be second um like Louisville's yeah Louisville's result was a shock to me um even though yeah we kind of saw a little bit of it coming um I think the biggest thing we'll, to see is how they respond next week I think if they lose again next week then it could be another it could be like a Tampa season for Louisville um and yeah, and Indy and Indy loses. So you know, Nashville does the thing we're expecting them to do. Um, so obviously, I'm making all of this off of one week, a week that we don't even play in. But but yeah, no, I'm, I I think with the signings that we made this past week, with the way our our starting eleven's shaping up, um, yeah, why not? Why not the Hounds? Josh, top team in the East. I'm like a complete homer, you know that. It's it's going to be the Hounds. And I feel like I have some justifications for it now, uh, seeing this first week of games. Uh, yeah, I do think I, I agree with Kevin. Uh, Louisville going full Tampa uh, this season is going to be fantastic to see. I can't wait for that. Uh, don't let me down, <laughs> uh, Louisville. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I feel like the competition is – is all over the place. Everyone's trying to get their feet under them, so obviously you can't use these first games as too much of a indicator. But uh, the fact that we've had the little turnover that we have had, and the turnover we had wasn't really huge, other than I would say a couple like Francois, the the only one that really comes to mind where I'm like, oh no, now what? But I feel like we have a lot of players in place now that uh, if we did that good last season, I don't see why we can't do that good this season. And without Louisville in front of us, nothing's stopping us. I think the other thing is, too, I mean, I watched some, some highlights of the indie game. I mean, yeah, their defense is suspect. I think, you know, they have a lot of power up front. But um, I said, but yeah. I th- they're either going to be great or they're going to be a dumpster fire. 
And so, like, we'll just sort of see. Laura Ellen, who's your top team in the East? Uh, I Shocking to everyone, I think it's going to be Nashville. That's not shocking Because I think... (laughs) <laughs> well that no but that i chose nashville i'm, I'm shocked at that never yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. um no i just i mean i think um i don't know i think i wish that the usl would have figured out what they were doing you know and learn their lesson from last year and last season with the cheaters and um okay cincy we'll just add that context yeah, yeah good but I mean, I don't know. Yeah. So, but I think, I think Nashville is uh, gonna, you know, end the season at the top of the East, and then I think they're gonna crash and burn in the playoffs. That's fair. Justin, who are you taking? Um, shockingly, I'm gonna agree with my wife and say Nashville. Woo! I think. Well, and the other, the other, I thought the other result that you didn't put on there that I thought was interesting was Ottawa coming to Charleston and getting a one-one draw in Charleston. Yeah. So that was pretty. That was pretty interesting as well. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I saw that, and I, I, I when I first saw it, I was like, "What?" And then I forgot to put on the agenda. No, you're one hundred percent right. Yeah. And so I'm, I think that's. A, I think I think Nashville. I think Nashville is just good. Uh, I mean, and I don't. I don't necessarily, at this point, equate them with Cincy of like their stack. You know, whatever. But I think there is a little element of like especially in free agency i mean you're looking at somebody like i mean obviously lancaster signed with their um you know he's signed with their mls squad and whatever they're doing there but i think you're looking at uh you're looking at a team that was solid last year um is only going to get better with the signings that they made this year um you know i think they're going to be good now i i'm in that i'm not taking us out of the equation at all um i think we have a legitimate shot to top them too but um but I think that they're just a solid squad. I'm taking Nashville as well, but Justin, I'm throwing right back to you. So if you're taking Nashville at the top, you said the Hounds have a good chance. Where do you think the Hounds end up in the East this year? I mean, I think the Hounds finish too, if they don't finish one. I mean, I think they, I think, I, I think what's interesting is like, everyone's been talking about the attacking talent that Indy added. They're talking about the attacking talent that Nashville added. I'm sorry, but we added two strikers as well who like have legitimate USL goal scoring talent. And so, like, we added some firepower as well. So, I think um, – and the other thing that I think is worth mentioning is, like, Kevin Kerr was out for three quarters of last season. So, like, that's an addition right there as well. So, I think we're – I think we're looking at some firepower that we added as well. Um, and so, I'm not I'm not taking us out of the equation at all. Laura Ellen, where do you think we finish? Um, I'm going to shockingly agree with my husband. <laughs> 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 Uh, sorry. Listen, listen. Uh, no, I just, I, I think they're gonna come in second. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. There's not much to say other than that. Other than, um, you know, Justin mentioned Ottawa. I keep, I, I said this last season, and I'm gonna say it again this season. I think Ottawa is like the dark horse. No one sees them coming, and then they're gonna surprise folks. And I'm just, I'm ready for it. Also, I just. You know, I, I like Canada. I mean, obviously, I want to beat them every time we play Canadian teams. I mean, Ottawa. But, you know, I still think they're going to beat other teams. I'm going to say that the uh, I think the Hounds finished third, um, which is exactly where we finished last year. I think that 
Nashville have just invested too much. Um, just watching some of the, the game from this weekend, the finishing is like what we wished our finishing would be, where it's like, oh, you get a chance and you put it in the back of the net. And I'm not to say that's not to say the Hounds won't do that this year, but it's just good to see out of the first game and something I would have loved to see against TFC too. Um, and then who ends up in that second spot? You know, Josh, you mentioned sort of Louisville pulling a full Tampa. I think that might actually happen, and I wasn't thinking about that going into the season. But um, sort of stepping back and looking at everything, that might actually happen. So I don't know who ends up. I mean, there's a lot of teams that I think I mentioned that I think Charlotte could be sort of a sleeper. Um, They sort of stacked their defense. They brought in Hugh. They added some firepower up front. North Carolina, now with the new coach, is really sort of making a push. So we'll see what happens. I think we can end up 2-3, anywhere around there. Um, but I think what's more interesting, I think, Laura Allen, is like you said, Nashville you know, runs away with it and then crashes and burns in the playoffs. I'm much more interested to see what kind of run the Hounds can put together in terms of the playoffs because we got to get past that first round, and I think they will this year. So I think this is the year where we, we do make a definite push into the, in the postseason. Um Who's the Hounds going to be? Le- who is going to be the Hounds' leading scorer? Josh, who do you got? Um, I, I something about DeSantos. I feel like it's going to happen. Uh, I know Laurelin. I completely disagrees with me, but I, I just feel like seeing what he did this offseason and the rapport here he has with Lily from playing with him before and and all this other stuff. I, I feel like he might be a, a our new kind of like i feel like how do i say this brett is still going to be a goal scorer i don't think he's going away but i i'm wondering if with the way lineups go and how all that works out if uh DeSantos doesn't end up getting more opportunities to score kev who's our leading goal scorer uh nico brett um i i you know what he scored 15 goals last season um yeah. that's a that's a hell of a return you know he's player of the week i think like twice last year um yeah, no, I think I think he's a great player, and as yeah, as as the old adage goes, form is temporary, class is permanent, and uh, I think he'll prove that again this season. Getting deep on us, man! Dang, Boom. Justin, who are you taking? Uh oh, man. Um, those are the two players I was between. I think I'm going to take Dos Santos. I think the reason being, I think we added a player who can finish the assist that we can get this season like I think that we last year I think we had a problem with height and beating center backs and I think Dos Santos has that and then when you add in Forbes, Kerr, James, Dover, uh, Dabo, Tommy V sending the balls into the box um, like he'll be able to score more of those Uh, not to say that I think Valeski and Brett aren't going to get their chances because I think Dos Santos is going to take defenses off off of them um but i think dos santos ends up um with with some goals this season laura ellen you gonna take veleski joe greenspan yes <laughs> all the yes. headers all the headers so all day. so um uh when... we're, not, we're not finishing top three no <laughs> hear me out here because when coach you know as all the players came out coach like introduced and said like you know a nice sentence or two about each person and um, I think he said to Joe Greenspan and Josh, correct me if I'm wrong. And he was like, and he promised to score more goals than he did last year. Um, <laughs> no, I think it's going to be a tie between Brett and Valeski. Um, 
Yeah, I don't, I don't really have much to say about that. Um, I would say it would be a three-way tie, but I just, I just don't think Dos Santos is going to prove to be that great. So here we go. Has no goals in offseason. Whatever. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Preseason doesn't matter, Josh. <laughs> you're right. You're right. And I, going back real fast, just to uh, Greenspan, I did notice every single one of our corners at that last game went to him. Like, it, they found his head for every single corner. He had a header every single time. Now, they weren't. Hardly any of them were, you know, on target, but <laughs> they were all to him, and he got his head on every single one of those corners. So that is pretty impressive, and I feel like they've uh, really been working on that. Good, 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 because I don't – I'm trying to remember. We may have scored on two corners all of last season. Yeah, I think Toby got one, and Hugh might have got the other one, and they were, like, scrappy. Greenspan got one. Yeah, got yeah one. Joe Green okay. – I think yeah. Joe Greenspan got two. I don't know. I think one wasn't off a corner, yeah. though. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take Brett. Uh, I sort of I wrote out all my thoughts in the article, but I think that until I can see otherwise, I'm still very concerned about teams coming to Pittsburgh and parking the bus and being happy with just getting a point, which means we need to break down the defense, which means we need somebody who can break down the defense. And I'm hoping that, you know, somebody like Velarde or, um, you know, now that Kerr's back in, that they can help break down the defense and create some space and, and set up some pretty goals. But until I see it, I think we're going to be getting many more sort of dirty, you know, scrappy kind of goals. And to me, that's Nico Brett. I mean, he made them happen last year when there was nothing there. Sort of just, you know, the ball falls to him and there's two guys on him and somehow he ends up with it and gets a shot off. And so I think there's going to be more of that. So uh, while I'd love to see more of the pretty goals, I think it's going to be Brett this year um, that puts the most away for the team. Uh which player are you most excited to see? Laura Ellen, I'm starting with you on this one, and you you might have already said it earlier. Yeah, I, so I'm most excited to see Velarde. I think um, I'm really excited to see his potential and see how he can perform in the USL, and I, yeah, it's going to be great. Justin? Um, I'm going to say the midfield partnership of Dabo and Forbes. Fair enough. I, I think they'll – I think just – having another year to uh kind of work on their partnership in the midfield like i think it's going to be hard to break down our defense besides our defenders i think it's gonna be hard to break down our defense when you have guys like Dabo forbes tommy v kind of running around back there too well i think what's been interesting too and you know for those who have actually seen us play correct me if i'm wrong but it sounds like we've been playing Forbes and Dabo both as sort of holding midfielders. So Forbes further back than he was towards the end of last season, which gives him a little bit more field in front of him to try to pick out passes. And if you have people like Kerr or Velarde or Tommy V in front of him, you now sort of have a two stage quick pass to get up to the top. So yeah. yeah. Lily told me at the, at the event, we were just, we were just talking about those guys. And he said, he was like, Dabo's, Dabo's a six and we'll play that holding midfielder road all, all day. Forbes is an eight, that box to box midfielder that leans six. Um, and so he's like, that's where I want him is back there. Um, and when you've got another guy like Tommy V who can kind of play either position that helps out a lot. That's awesome. Good insight. Kev, who, uh, who are you most excited to see? Velarde, um, but I, I understand that I have a weird soft spot for young, tricky technical players like Solto before, and uh, yeah, there was another guy. There was on loan from Columbus. Anyone remember who he was? Bachman or Bach? No, he got no. an injury. He played like one game for the us. The young guy. Yeah, no, 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 no. Okay. That wasn't Bachman. He was like sixteen. 
Um, I I'm blanking. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's not the same guy. Anyway, uh, yeah, tweet us if you know. Um, yeah, no, Velarde. Yeah, I think he could be the key. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I say that, but I'm, I'm equally prepared. Like, I'm. I don't think he's gonna be. Like in the starting eleven every week. I think he could be a big impact sub, maybe. Um, but so it's weird. I'm excited to see him, but I, I at the same time I don't think he's going to be like, a, to be honest, a huge player for us this season. Josh, who you got? It's actually the same, Bilardi. Um, much of the same reasoning. I do think he's going to, you know, kind of be green this season, but he could be a potential great player later on down the road. And it kind of reminds me a lot of Dolman. Uh, Matty Dahlman for us and uh, years back he was also a very short guy who had a lot of assists and that's what I'm looking for with Velarde because guys like what five seven and uh he, yeah that would be my soft spot is uh for really short players because well no reason <laughs> <laughs> I felt like that was like a humble brag that wasn't a humble brag just like yeah no reason more like <laughs> almost the opposite of a brag yeah yeah that's fair <laughs> self-deprecating more than yeah. anything but okay uh, i'm taking velarde as well and i think because of what i said about teams bunkering and we need to break them down it feels like we've seen what a number of these guys can do when they try to do it last year velarde is sort of this new guy that apparently can make these final passes and so i'm just i'm anxious to see if he can make those final passes when a team is bunkering and sort of get us in positions to score so that's who i'm keeping an eye out for as well i think we all have the hounds making is there anybody here that doesn't think the hounds are making the playoffs no. Okay. If so, yeah, if so. <laughs> get out. Get out. Jo- out. Josh, where do where do they finish this year at the end of the season? Uh, I, I, as much as I think we're going to finish first in the season, I don't. It, we just don't have a good record when it comes to actually performing in competition like this. Like whether it be the Open Cup or the playoffs i'm just we super... don't but the players might. <laughs> yeah. no, okay you're right you're right i'm just saying like hounds are gonna hounds and that's what i'm worried about and i just can't <laughs> see i can't let myself believe right now right so let me just have the supporters shield or whatever <laughs> and uh as far as playoffs i i'm hoping for semi semi-final like yeah that sounds good Kev, where are we going I mean, I think we're getting to the final. Um, like, I, I, kind of what I was trying to allude to in my comment there, even though we haven't got. I mean, if you look, you know, DeSantos, Valeski, Forbes, you know, all of them have won it before. I, I'm probably forgetting someone. Um, you know, with the keepers we have back there, um, you know, and the fact that we have Greenspan and Toby, you know, arguably one of the best defensive pairings in the league. Yeah, there's experience there. This isn't this isn't a this isn't a young and experienced team. I mean, a lot of these guys, if anything, even if they're not playing, you know, to have that experience and leadership in the locker room, I think will be extremely beneficial. Um, so I think that's the main reason that that I'm kind of putting us at least in the final, and and that's I think it's going to be the biggest thing that kind of ticks us over this season. You can tell who's the Liverpool fan, who's the Everton <laughs> fan. One of us has hope. <laughs> Justin, how far are we go? Um, I expect us to be able to win the final championship. I like it, Lar <laughs> Allen. Uh, I think we're going to get to the final, and I think we're going to lose. Two. Phoenix. Ooh, yeah, that's. Ooh, if there's a team, Phoenix is 
Oh, we'll save that for another discussion. Um, I want to, <laughs> you know, I'm going to say final as well. And I think if we get to the final, I think all bets are off at that point. It's one game and it's, you just sort of see what happens. Um, I could picture it playing out similar to last year where Nashville makes it to the playoffs. They run into the Red Bulls. The Red Bulls trip them up. That's <laughs> the Red Bulls seem to do to anybody who's above them. And then we finally get the Red Bulls number and we make our way to the final. So I think, this is this is gonna be a lot of fun, and I mean, there's been a lot written as well about um, about Coach Lily's success in sort of the second season. Now, granted, he was with Rochester for however long, but um, once he sort of has his base and can sort of build on top of that base, he historically has had a lot of success. So, uh, so yeah, this could be very very interesting. Um, in general, what are you most looking forward to this season, Laura Ellen? It could be anything. Players, a game, anything at all. What are you most looking forward to? Um, I am looking forward to the expanded um, supporters section and just what that could and will mean for the Steel Army and for the atmosphere. I'm also excited because I have um, reached out to like several different people in my life that I've been like talking to about the Riverhounds, like in Pittsburgh that I've been talking to about the Riverhounds for years. And I'm finally like convincing them to, you know, buy tickets and come to the games. And so I'm really excited about that. I'm, I'm hopeful that, um, uh, you know, the size of our crowds will continue to grow. Um, and just like what that means. Um, and I'm also just really excited to get to know new people in the steel army. I'm excited to get to know the new players. Um, like I very much, and I, I tweeted about this, but I very like soccer is more than just what happens on the field. Like this is a community and Pittsburgh is a tight knit community and the soccer community in Pittsburgh is an even tighter knit community. And so I'm just excited to see people week in and week out. And, um, yeah, that's that's what I'm excited about. I mean, I'm also excited to win a lot of games because we have to do that. That's fair. Justin, what are you most looking forward to this season? July 4th, baby. Yeah. That's I was excited <laughs> about July 4th, man. Uh, I know, I'm excited too. I mean, I feel like that's just going to be an awesome day. I mean, it's just going to be a really fun day. I mean, Pirates are at home that night too. So I think it's going to be just a fun day in the city of Pittsburgh. It's going to be a fun afternoon. Um, you know, hanging out with Steel Army. Plus, you know, I think they're will be other things probably happening so i feel like it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun it's gonna be a fun day fun afternoon not to throw kevin under the bus but he'll be in uh, maryland right around july 4th just a stone's throw from uh, pittsburgh kev what are you most looking forward to this season <laughs> for literally two days <laughs> and i think if i if i left my family saying hey i'm only gonna see for two days and by the way i'm gonna leave for six hours they'd be a little upset I think um, they'd understand. They totally understand. <laughs> they probably wouldn't even yeah. notice. It's, fine. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> New intro audio clip. Um, no, I, I'll, I'll be short. I, I don't have anything anything specific. Um, I'm just um, I, I I haven't been. We've been doing this for what three and a half, four years. I haven't been this excited for a season. Um, period. I mean, this is the most excited I've been. So yeah, I'm I'm quite excited for for this weekend. Josh. Well, first off, just for to get going again. I mean, I feel like every time the season ends, it's like a giant hole. <laughs> just like, uh, what am I supposed to do now? I don't know. Like, my weekends suck now. And, yeah, so it'll be great to get back to it, tailgating, grilling, uh, watching the games with friends, and uh, just seeing the whole thing get bigger and see where this goes because it's 
every year seems like it's you know it's it's building 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 and uh yeah it's exciting we're gonna do breakfast yeah yeah i have a griddle we can do it um i'm excited i got two words for you walking tacos like this is the year (laughs) (laughs) i got my tickets for the home opener we're bringing the whole fam early we're gonna do some walking tacos i'm gonna make my kids march to the stadium with the steel army and it's gonna be a lot of fun so yeah be awesome i'm looking forward to the home opener and uh and just having a blast and i I mean i'm i'm looking forward to watching some soccer again because like i've said on on previous shows i've sort of intentionally removed myself from watching games and i don't really know why but i'll watch previews and get really excited about it and uh and now if the hounds are playing again just to sort of see your team back on the field again it's a it's a great feeling so um i feel like i've done all these questions out of order but two more questions left kev you asked this of us a few weeks ago and you said you wanted to save it for this episode and uh and so i'm gonna actually start with you are we a better team now than we were at the end of last season. Uh, I mean, without question. And I, I think, <laughs> not to tempt fate here with the rest of your questions, but I think if you don't think that, then you need to have a serious look at yourself. I mean, because this is, <laughs> I think this is unquestionably a better team um, than, than what we've had, uh, than what we had last year. Laura Ellen? Bring it, Kev. No, <laughs> I don't think we are. <laughs> no, really? I think. Genuinely? Wh- yeah, genuinely. I mean, I don't think like the the team that will play on Saturday is not better than the team that played at the end of last season for the sole reason that they haven't played together for that long and they haven't played in competition for that long. So I think we're if you in in some parallel universe, if you were able to play those two teams against each other, I think the team at the end of the 2018 season would beat the team at the beginning of the 2019 season. Now, do I think we have more potential this year? Yes, I do, but I I don't think we're better. Boom. Yeah, I see that argument. No, I I, I get that. <laughs> that I, in that perspective. Well, that's what I the question that is. Sense. Well, I mean, I took it as if if this was like FIFA. And if you looked at all the stats of the players and you added them all up, like player for player, I think we're a better team this season. Justin, do you agree with that? Yeah, I think we're a better team for sure. I think the only my only concern this season, just looking at the roster right now, is center back depth. Um, and I'm not, you know, I think when you add Hugh, Hugh Roberts to the two center backs we have now, I think um, you're looking at a guy who's had way, way more experience than, um, you know, an Uzo or a Rivera. Um, and not that those guys can't do it and not that those guys can't be. And I know we still have Tommy B. I'm not, I'm still not sure Tommy B is an actual center back, but, um, you know, so I, I think we can make it happen for sure. Um, I'm just not sure we have the a same exact depth, but that's my only question based off of last season of like, you know, like we, we replaced Romeo parks with Valeski and Dos Santos. Like, okay. Like, <laughs> We got, you know, like we get Kevin Kerr back. We get Ethan Cutler, who's a known quantity. Um, you know, I no, I don't have, I don't have questions about this season. Josh, yes, no, maybe. Yeah, I mean, overall, if if you know, other than Laura Ellen's perfect point there about you know the experience, but if like last season's team at the beginning of the season, this team at the beginning of the season played each other. That's the better question probably. Uh, but I also think another question to be asked would be, while we are a better team, are the other teams around us even more so? You know what I mean? Because this league is a league that's always growing, always getting better. 
and so it's 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 like we talked about in the past it's it's keeping up with the growth of everyone around you and you everyone is getting better so it, you have to get better every season and you have to get better more than everyone else and that's the hard part uh so yeah this team is a better team but you never know about the other teams I'm going to say yes, and I really like Justin's caveat as well, so I'm going to steal that as well. I think that when you look at the depth of this team, Kev, I think we talked about a few weeks ago sort of the first player off the bench. I think you could go three players off the bench deep, and you got some guys that could be starters on this team, and that's encouraging. That's what you want to see. A few years ago, we had one sub that you knew was going in. That was the first sub, and after that, it was like, who else are you going to put in? And I don't think we have that problem this year. The problem of, you know, if one of the center backs goes down is a real problem. But um, I think beyond that, I do think that the depth would put this team over the top. Guys, I think we all met at the very end of last season, and we did sort of bold predictions for this upcoming. We did the off season and we did into the year. Uh, I put out a bold prediction, and I'm going to stick with mine. So I'll lead off while everybody sort of thinks of theirs. Um, I said that I think the Hounds don't lose a game until June, and I think I'm going to stick with that. I think we went on a run last year, and I can't remember how long it was where we were unbeaten, and everyone kept saying they can't keep it up, they can't keep it up, and we kept going until we finally lost. But uh, I think the Hounds go unbeaten until June. Justin, what's your uh, what's your bold prediction here? I um, – I – so I don't know if it's super bold because I think we added the pieces to do it intentionally, but I think like I think we finish closer to the top in corner goals and set piece goals uh, than we did last season. Like, and I think we finished in the top half of the league. I like that. I'll take that. Uh, Kev, I'm ready to make some enemies here. Um, <laughs> I think. Uh, my, my yeah, I think Kerr gets maybe seven to ten starts this season and maybe like thirteen appearances. Uh, but I don't know. I, I I I don't think he's should be in our starting eleven at this point with the quality that we have. But yeah, I don't think that's a bold statement. But that's my own editorial. <laughs> um, my bold prediction for twenty nineteen is that we will, uh, players on our team will win the Golden Boot and the Golden Glove, and that we will have the lowest number of yellow cards and red cards in the league. Ooh, that's that's an interesting twist there at the end. The Golden Boot and Golden Glove we talked about last year, we were in contention for both until about three quarters of the way through the season, and the Golden Glove all the way to the last game. Lowest number of cards is interesting because I know we didn't give up a ton of fouls last year, um, so that's that's a good shout there, Josh. What do you? Uh, what's your bold prediction? Uh, I mean, this doesn't feel that bold, but I, I think we're gonna have the best goals against average. Like we're gonna have the lowest, obviously, uh-huh. <laughs> not the highest. Uh, but I, I I feel like we're gonna let in the least amount of goals of everyone else. Um, which, you know, in retrospect of that, it's probably also golden glove then as well. But, uh, yeah, I, I see that being our, you know, we saw a little bit last year, but I feel like it's definitely this year um, could definitely be a possibility. I like it. 
Those are our bold predictions. I would love to hear from everybody else. What is your bold prediction for this upcoming season? So you can get us on Twitter. Um, you can get us on Facebook. Let us know. What, what's your shout before the season starts? And, and own it so that when, you know, when we get to the end of the season, you can sort of look back and see whether or not you're right or wrong. But, uh, yeah, great stuff. Guys, we got, we've been talking about it. we got a game this weekend. Hounds head to Tampa on Saturday, 7.30 p.m. Oh, feels so good. Uh, Forbes is two points away from 50 all-time in the USL. Kerr is one assist, one assist away from tying Hall of Famer Dave uh, Falvius for the club record at 25. So who knows what's going to happen. We might make history this week. We've never beaten Tampa in Tampa, so that's one thing. Now, last season we drew them twice, 1-1 and 2-2. As we mentioned, Tampa got a 1-0 win this weekend against Memphis off a PK goal. Game's going to be on the CW, Steel Army Viewing Party, starting at 7 at Full Pint Brewery in uh, North for Sales. Let's do some predictions. First time of the season. Kev, what what are you calling here, man? How's this game going down? I, th- I think we win. I mean, I think Tampa, you know, they, they get the win. Um, you know, if you look at the highlights, they did create a, a good amount of chances. But if you look at the stats, too, their passing accuracy was 60%. That means out of out of every three passes, one is misplaced. I mean, that's, that's shockingly low. Um, so... I mean that could be first game jitters not not really linking up well but so no I mean I I don't think they stormed out of the gate I think we're a better team on the whole I think we win this maybe one nil two nil I don't really see us giving up a goal Laura Allen what do you got we are going to win one nothing um, and our goal is going to come from a Joe Greenspan header off of a corner (laughs) I I like the specificity of it well done (laughs) Justin what do you got uh, 3-1 Hounds 3-1 Hounds Whoa, where are your goals coming from here, brother? I like your I game think, better yeah. <laughs> I think I think I think all three players I think I think Valeski, Dos Santos, and Brett All put one away at some point in the game So I think it I think, I think like I said at the beginning of the podcast I think it's really hard to get up for the last preseason game Thinking about this game So I think these guys have had two, three weeks That they're like I we gotta go, um, so I think they're gonna come in and I think they're gonna put some goals in the net. Josh, don't be pessimistic here. Right, man. I'm gonna be the wet blanket. I think it's gonna it. be zero oh, zero zero zero. Oh, first man. game. It's the Hounds way. It's the Lily way. It's 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 safe. It's away against Tampa. You 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 play your cards tight to your chest. Yeah you, yeah you, you have that defense. You you park the bus like Lily does, and you get that point away and you come home can happy. we get a blue hounds jersey just for josh and you could just wear that to games and <laughs> rep both everton and the hounds i don't think i don't think it's a terrible shout i think that uh i'm gonna say two nothing hounds i think i think regardless of what happens we get the clean sheet and i think that jo- or justin i think you're somewhat right i think the guys are gonna be amped and they're gonna come out and i think we get a goal early and then we get another one late and it's it's two nothing hounds, so that's my call. Oh man! All right, gotta like shake it out. I hope you guys are all right. I hope you guys are all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be right. Shake it out. It's finally game time. This has been a long off season. Let's do this. Well, thank you everybody for joining us. Thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group team at roughneckscarves.com. 
you're looking for more great river hounds news head over to bgn.fm click on the hounds logo there you'll find stuff that we post stuff that others at bgn are writing about the hounds eastern conference links to merch so much more follow us on twitter at mongols email us at mongols at bgn.fm at mongols pod on instagram head over to itunes subscribe to the show leave us a review otherwise let us know what you thought about this one thanks everybody we'll talk to you very very soon cheers later <laughs> I stole my line. What am I supposed to do now? I don't know what to do. L- later, part two. Later, part two. <laughs>